Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. We got an exciting story for you today. This is maybe my favorite story. I know I say that about a lot of stories. I feel like I come in and I say, hey, this is like one of my one of the greatest stories I've ever written, and I can't wait to read it. And everyone loves this story, so I'm about to read it. And so week after week, you must be hearing that and be like, okay, okay, Tom, we get it. It's a good story. Cool, Tom, you write cool stories. Great. That's why I'm listening, because you write cool stories. That's what the listener's thinking right now. But I'm also saying that this is one of the best stories. Uh, It's also one of the more controversial stories, I have to say. Uh, There were a couple people that didn't like this story, but it's definitely one of the most memorable stories as well. Um, Most people, when they talk to me about Blue Book and people who maybe aren't young boys, like older people like my friends or even my parents or parents' friends, you know, people in very different age ranges, have all said, well, not all, but a lot of them have said, you know, Mr. L gets pranked was really funny, or wow, that was a wild one. I really like this story. I can honestly say, okay, I say this about a lot of stories, but I'll say this about this story. It is my favorite story from the Blue Book of Stories. It's my favorite story because I think in some ways it captures a lot of the way that I felt as a teacher. Oftentimes as a teacher, (laughs) I was more on the side of the students than I was as the teacher. Uh, Then I was on the side of the teacher and I, I found that very funny because of course, I was the teacher. So like students would do things that I would find very funny, but I had to say, no, you can't do that because I was the teacher. But then as the writer, I can kind of like take those things and and run with them. The idea for this story, a lot of people ask me what the idea came from for this one. The idea um, of the actual prank, which I'm not going to give away so that you can, you know, listen to the story and enjoy it. But the actual prank for the story, it was suggested by one of my friends fourth grade students, I believe, at a lunch one day, he was saying, wouldn't it be funny if we pranked the teacher and did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, halfway through my sandwich, I was just like, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard. And then I looked at him and like his friends were all nodding and being like, yeah, that would be really funny. I was like, do you guys realize like how ridiculous that is? And no one really did. Uh, Like a couple of them were like, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But the guy that suggested it still thought it was a good idea. And then I just like in my head, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if uh, if they actually did that? And like, how would that play out? Uh, And that's that was the the seed from the story. And I just like to say disclaimer right now. If you're listening to this, I do not condone any of the action in this story. Um, In no way would I would I say that this is, you know, something that you should do in a classroom or in real life is clearly exaggerated um, and clearly ridiculous. With that very uh, exciting disclaimer and tantalizing introduction, we are going to get into the story. Before we do, I'd just like to say um, thank you for spreading the word about Red Book and about the podcast. We have been getting great numbers on both, which is very exciting because I love getting more stories to the hands of more boys and more readers. Boys and girls. A lot of girls like it too. Interesting. Um, Not surprising, but interesting. And so thank you for doing that and doing your part with sharing. Continue to you know send me send me feedback, leave comments, five star review, really really helpful in getting the podcast out. Five star review on Amazon also really helpful in helping um, to get the books out. 
you know, because these sites have their algorithms and the more ratings and reviews you get, the better you do in the algorithms that helps your visibility. So, so you can spread it to more people. Also, if you have um, pictures of yourself reading the book that you'd like to share or anything funny related to the books or to boy stories, like a picture of you re listening to the podcast. I don't know where you listen to the podcast, whether you're in your mom's minivan right now or you're just like in, in bed uh, before you go to bed, just listen to a story or something like that. Just, you know, find some way to share that. Uh, let me know. Let me know how you listen, where you listen. I think it'd be funny to, to find the weirdest place to listen to the podcast. Like if someone's like in a treehouse, that's not that weird, but a treehouse would be pretty sweet. And like, so I listen to the podcast on the roof of my house. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I listen to the podcast in a seven foot hole in the ground that I dug in the backyard specifically so I could listen to podcasts. It's like, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> A, definitely worth sharing. B, maybe not so much worth sharing with me as uh, your friendly neighborhood psychologist. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, yeah, find, find cool ways to listen to podcasts, cool ways to read the book. Someone sent me a picture of them reading the book, like hanging upside down from a tree branch, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, now I'm rambling, and I'm getting to the story. So without further ado, Mr. L gets pranked. And that is why photosynthesis is the most important biological function of a plant. Mr. L? Yes, Timmy? I still don't understand. Could you draw a picture, please? Of course, Timmy. Mr. L happily walked to the board, pleased that his student was interested enough to want a diagram of photosynthesis. As he scanned the classroom, it seemed that more than the usual faces were eagerly watching him reach for the color-coded markers. This encouraged him even more. See, a plant cell, which we'll draw in green, looks like this. He paused. The line that he'd drawn was purple. He examined the marker, which had a green cap. A smattering of giggles broke out in his audience. Whoops, he said. Must uh, switch the caps by accident. He reached for the marker with the purple cap, then tried it on the board. The result was orange. The giggles grew into unrestrained laughter. Did you guys switch the caps on me, said Mr. L with a good-natured smile. The boys nodded, and Mr. L proceeded to try the other markers as they laughed even harder. Finally, he was able to replace the caps to their proper markers. All right, he said. You got me. We sure did, said Jeffrey. All the boys laughed. All the boys, that is, except Greg. He looked around the room and frowned. After lunch that same day, Mr. L read from the history book. They were learning about the Native American tradition of planting corn. Greg was drawing a very detailed depiction of a stick figure getting scalped after trying to steal an ear of corn when he noticed movement out of the corner of his eye. Mr. L finished reading the page and looked up. Okay, why don't you continue reading, Jake, he said but he looked straight at Porge. <laughs> I'm sorry, said Porge. <laughs> Did you mean me? A wave of giggles swept the classroom. Mr. L blinked. Ah, uh, sorry, I thought you were, he said, and then smiled knowingly. Aha, he said. You and Jake switched places, didn't you? Laughter erupted throughout the classroom. They did, squealed Jeffrey. They switched places when you weren't looking. 
All right, you can switch back now, Mr. L said. You little tricksters. That was a sweet prank, said Albert to Jake, high-fiving him as he resumed his seat. Looks like it's the day of pranks, huh, said Mr. L, as everyone continued to laugh. Well, let's get back to corn. Greg was no longer interested in his picture. He glared at his classmates with evident disdain. That was their idea of a prank? Hey, hey Jake, he said during second break. I have a great idea for a prank on Mr. L. But Jake wasn't listening. He had his head together with Porge and Timmy, and they were planning on switching the bookmarks in Mr. L's textbooks so that when he opened them to teach, he'd be on a different spot from when he left off. This was more adventurous than their previous attempts, but if Mr. L didn't notice and just read whatever page he opened to, they felt it would all be worth it. We'll totally get him, giggled Porridge. Everyone will laugh, said Timmy. I'll do the switching, said Jake confidently. He'll never even notice. Hey, uh, Porridge, said Greg. I got a great prank for quiet, Greg. We're planning something important, and the three pranksters moved away. <laughs> oh, boy, said Jeffrey, coming up next to Greg and looking with admiration at his fellow classmates. I wonder what those guys are going to come up with next. Probably something dumb, snorted Greg. Are you kidding? Jeffrey said. I mean, switching places when Mr. L wasn't looking? <laughs> They've got nerve. Jeffrey, listen. I have an awesome idea for a prank during lunch tomorrow. But Jeffrey was already walking away, chuckling to himself. Greg looked around, frustrated. Charlie was doing his homework next to the classroom door. Hey, uh, Charlie, he said. Want to pull a prank on Mr. L with me? Charlie snapped his book shut and sprinted away. He was already partially scandalized by what had happened that day and wanted nothing to do with whatever Greg was planning. Sorry, Greg, said Albert behind him. You gotta leave the real pranking to the pranksters. You call those pranks? Greg snapped. Those were the lamest. Sounds like someone's jealous, Albert interrupted with a knowing smile. Jealous? Listen, Albert. I have a prank that's so cool. None of those guys are sure you do, said Albert, patting Greg on the shoulder. Sure you do. He walked away as Greg stood and seethed. He decided he would prank Mr. L himself. Then they'd all see. The next day after lunch, Mr. L opened the history book again. And that is why the Nina, the Pinta, and the... Hey, didn't we read this part already? We did! We read that on Tuesday! Jeffrey screamed with glee. Well, someone must have switched my bookmark, exclaimed Mr. L, just like what happened during math. The class broke into laughter. Jeffrey laughed so hard he fell out of his desk. Jake and Timmy high-fived. Greg was silent. Oh, man, you guys are silly this week, said Mr. L, shaking his head. Oh, we sure are, giggled Jeffrey. Well, let's get back to the right page. Does anyone remember page 56, said Charlie? All right, said Mr. L, turning his pages. So uh, here we are, still on corn. Now the Native Americans, with an enormous thud, Mr. L's head hit the desk. There was a moment of stunned silence. No one moved. Mr. L was completely still. Ha! Greg yelled jumping out of his desk and pointing at the unconscious teacher. You got pranked! He reached over to high-five Jake, 
but his hand hung unregarded in the air. No one moved or spoke. Everyone was looking at Mr. L, who was slumped, motionless on the desk. Both his hands hung down to the floor, his cheek pressed against the history book, and a little pool of drool gathered over the picture of corn. I did it, Greg tried again. Look, guys, I got him good. What did you do? said Porge in horror. Is, is he did, did, dead? stammered Jeffrey, sniffing back a tear. No, idiot, he's just drugged, Greg said confidently. I snuck some of my mom's dissolving sleeping pills into his water bottle during lunch. Shook it up, didn't even notice. Gave him a double dose so he'll be out for a long time. This explanation of his cleverness did not have the effect he desired on the class. They continued to stare from him to Mr. L with open mouths. See, he said, looking around in defiance, that's a real prank. So you poisoned him? Leo said at last. You poisoned the teacher? Greg, do you know how illegal that is? Probably just as illegal as switching the caps on markers. Greg snorted, then paused. Okay, maybe a little bit more illegal, but only because it's way cooler. Anyway, that's not important. He ran to the front of the classroom, looking all around. Don't you guys understand? We have the whole day free because Mr. L is asleep. We can scream and yell and he'll do nothing. We can have break for the rest of the day. No school at all. Best prank ever. Even Albert, who might have in another circumstance welcomed such news with tears of joy, understood that the current situation was not to be celebrated. Sit down! Charlie shrieked from the back of the room, overcoming his initial shock. Mr. M is walking by. If he sees you, he'll come in and check what's going on. Everyone, even Greg, understood immediately that the last thing they wanted was another teacher entering the room. Greg dove back in his chair as Mr. M walked past the window, casually glancing in and giving a wave to Mr. L. The boys looked at one another. A second later, Mr. M appeared again, concerned on his face. He put his eyes to the glass and peered through. But there was Mr. L, sitting up and nodding back at him. Mr. L returned his wave with a casual flick of his hand. Mr. M smiled and walked on. Don't move, Leo said to Timmy and Jake, who were behind Mr. L's chair, propping him up by the torso. Jake held Mr. L's head up by his hair and controlled his arm with his other hand. He might come back, said Leo. He's just going to the faculty room for coffee, Charlie whispered. So everyone keep your books open. Make it look like you're working. Sure enough, three minutes later, Mr. M walked back, mug of coffee in hand. He barely nodded toward the classroom this time, confident that all was well. That was close, said Jeffrey. My arms are tired, said Timmy. Okay, said Leo, standing up. We have to think of what to do. We can do whatever we want, Greg insisted, because we pranked Mr. L and we didn't do anything, Jeffrey squealed. You tried to kill him. This is attempted murder. I didn't kill anyone, snorted Greg. What Greg did, said Leo, is certainly punishable in court. He will go to jail, but when the police come to examine Mr. L, they're going to look for accomplices. That's what happens when you prosecute crimes. And we have all participated in pranks in this classroom. So not me, interrupted Charlie. So we will all be punished. Leo finished, frowning at Charlie. Panic took hold of the classroom. 
Albert made a dive for Greg, who began wrestling with him. Jeffrey started screaming that he needed his lawyer. Timmy insisted again that his arms were tired. Cut it out, Leo said loudly, commanding their attention. If we make a scene, another teacher will come in. Quiet. Then they'll come and they'll think it's funny, explained Greg, just like when Mr. L wakes up, because it's a prank. Everyone glared at Greg. Leo was almost out of patience. Listen up, he snarled. You got us into this mess, and you better help us get out of it. If this goes to the police, it's on you. Do you realize this? You drugged a teacher. You think they'll just let you walk away? You mean I'd be kicked out of school, said Greg. As much as he liked to gripe about school, he did enjoy it. You'd be kicked out of society. Is there a school in prison on some banished island somewhere? I don't know, Greg, because I've never been. I've never drugged a teacher before. But you'll find out soon enough. You'll know all about prisons on empty islands where crazy, dangerous people get sent because that's where you'll be, Greg. <laughs> that's where we'll all be, said Jeffrey quietly with a shiver. Charlie suddenly made a run for the door. Stop him, Leo bellowed. Porridge and Albert sprang up to hold him back. I'm going to tell, Charlie stuttered as he struggled to get through. Mr. L might need medical attention. He's breathing just fine. Jake called out from behind the chair. It's Timmy who needs medical attention. He's so heavy, cried Timmy. My arms! Charlie, pull yourself together, snapped Leo. You are in this class and you have to act like it. No one gets out of this. And Jeffrey, no one is going to prison. Not even Greg, because here's what we're going to do. Jake, listen closely. In Mr. L's drawer is a roll of duct tape. When Mr. M passed again, 20 minutes later, he saw all of Mr. L's class hard at work taking notes from their history books. Mr. L sat up in his chair and watched them. Mr. M was impressed at how he kept his students in such careful control. As they pretended to take notes at their desk, Leo talked with Charlie to devise a strategy. The best way to mitigate the potential catastrophe that would arise from an outside party discovering the drug teacher would be to proceed as if nothing had happened. Each class went by, directed by Charlie from his desk, and every student diligently took notes and did their work, as in any other day. Grammar worksheets were completed and stacked nicely in the submitted work tray. Charlie led two spelling exercises and then explained a writing assignment he found in Mr. L's lesson book for that day. This completed assignment was also placed in the submitted work tray. Second break posed a difficulty as teachers often came in to chat with Mr. L while the classroom was vacated. It was Greg, now completely committed to upholding the appearance of a harmonious classroom, who had the idea to stage a punishment session. The line, I will not talk back to the teacher, was written on the board, and Greg, Jake, Albert, and Leo sat in desks to industriously copy this line onto notebook paper as many times as they could. In addition, a please do not disturb, punishment in progress sign was taped to the door. Jeffrey and Charlie stood watch, dissuading any students or even teachers from going any farther. They shook their heads and said Mr. L was in a mood. The class had been poorly behaved and he was not likely to be kind to anyone who disturbed him now. A couple third and fourth graders peeked in at the window, watching the naughty fifth graders being punished. Sure enough, there was angry Mr. L, sitting up stiff, unmoving, and straight in his chair, watching those poor troublemakers copy lines. Break went by without a hitch. 
In the final two periods, Charlie taught the class literature and then an extra math lesson for good measure. He wrote the homework on the board and everyone copied it down. They straightened up the desks and cleaned the classroom, packing up quietly, before removing the duct tape and shifting Mr. L to a comfortable position. No one mentions this, said Leo, ever. He switched off the lights and the class filed out. All in all, it was an oddly uneventful day. Mr. L woke up around 5.45. Stumbling to the light switch, he couldn't for the life of him remember what had happened. Then he saw the homework on the board. He'd assigned slightly more than usual, which was interesting, and apparently had asked Charlie to write it for everyone to copy down. Try as he might, he couldn't remember a single thing since lunch. So he took out some of Albert's notebooks. Amazingly, there were all the notes for history, grammar, and even literature. He saw that he had given them a math challenge problem and, incredibly, Albert had copied the problem into his math book. He'd even attempted to solve it. Now, Mr. L was excited. He pulled out other notebooks, Porridge, Timmy, Jeffrey, they were all the same. He had covered more material that day than any of the three days beforehand combined. Not only that, but there was a neat stack of papers ready to be graded in the submitted work tray. Along with that, there were punishments turned in from Leo, Greg, Jake, and Albert. Mr. L couldn't help but smile. Even during such a productive afternoon, the usual suspects had managed to get in trouble. What bothered him was that he still couldn't remember any of it. The best afternoon of his teaching career, and he had no recollection, Mr. L sat in his chair and thought, of course, he must have been so into his lesson, so engaged in the material, I mean, he had even inspired Albert to learn, of all people, that he had completely exhausted himself. After school, he must have flicked off the lights for a little nap, which was not unusual for Mr. L, though such nap times were usually after very difficult teaching days. He would wake up from those necessary naps, even more exhausted than before, remembering everything. But today, he'd woken up completely refreshed, as if he'd slept deeply for hours. Mr. L smiled. He felt nothing except a dull throb in his forehead. This must be the feeling of a job well done. He packed up his books. The back of his neck itched, and he realized that the hair there had disappeared. This was odd. He didn't remember shaving his neck. He must have done so over the weekend. Then he noticed something else and laughed out loud. His bookmark was still on the wrong page of the history book. Thinking about his mischievous little students with an affectionate smile, he left the classroom and whistled on his way to the car. What a wonderful day he'd had. Sometimes he struggled to get his students to learn, but not today. Today, he had been the teacher he had always dreamed he would be. And man, did it feel good. So some of our listeners might know that there is an ongoing legal dispute between myself, Tom Longano, the author of these books, and uh, Mr. L. Um, I contacted him. I'm actually not allowed to contact him, but I contacted his legal team with the invitation of maybe bringing him on the podcast to talk a little bit about this story because I thought, you know, maybe he would like to give the listeners and our audience um an understanding of where he was coming from, you know, um, because this story 
actually was one of the main grounds for his lawsuit. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought that that would be an interesting way for the audience to hear, you know, kind of both sides. Um, and uh, his legal team denied uh, by my invitation. They said, no, he's not going to do it. He, uh, he shouldn't be in a room with me. And I, you know, I, I respect that. Um, but that did actually begin a series of negotiations. And at the end of these negotiations, we came to the conclusion that it's okay. Like, so Mr. L does want to be on the podcast. He did want to be on the podcast. He just didn't want to be on the podcast with me. Uh, so we found a neutral party um, to actually to interview him using a, a portable, portable microphone setup so that he can be on the podcast but then not have to speak to me. So, so I got someone to interview him for the podcast, and I'm going to play this interview right now. I, I will warn you, Mr. L's opinions are his own, you know? So, like, I, I hope that our audience can, you know, form their own opinion about the books, about the stories, about the characters, and honestly about me, about my personal character, um, because I think everyone here knows that I do not intend to write bad stories. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to corrupt the youth. I don't want to make anyone seem bad or, or slander anyone's character. So that, that just, you know, you can, you can hear for yourself and you can judge for yourself. Everyone listening to this is smart people. So anyway, um, oh, and the, uh, the interviewer, the person who's, who's going to be interviewing Mr. L for the podcast is, um, someone who's been on the podcast before. I, I thought I would choose someone who is, uh, familiar with the format and, uh, that is Jeffrey. So, here we go. The uh, I will now play the interview. <coughs> All right. Wait. Is this thing? Is this thing? On? I can't. I can't. No, no, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I think it's no. You have to set. Okay, but it, is it on? As it's on. The little red. The red. The red light's on. Does that mean it's on? That means it's on, right? Yes. Yes. I think. I think it's recording. Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe they can. They can edit this out. Or. or what? What are you doing, Jeffrey? I'm I'm just beep, 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 beep. I'm making noises so that you can see the little lights go on. You see the little yellow lights they they go up when you when you when you make the noise. So, so that way I know it's, it's it's working. We've established the microphone's working. Um, why don't why don't you get uh, started with your interview? <clears throat> um, Jeffrey, uh, you were going to interview me for the podcast. <laughs> you see it when if, if you do if, if if you make it really loud, then then the lights go up even higher. Oh, it turned red. Wow. Whoa. See, I don't think I'm supposed to make big noises like that. Jeffrey, I really don't have a lot of time. Uh, I have a lot of grading to do. I think we should uh, finish this interview. Well, we should start this interview so that we can finish it. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Yes, I agree. Um, <clears throat> hello. Uh, my name is Jeffrey, and um, I am sitting here. At my uh, at my teacher's desk with my uh, with my special microphone that uh, Mr. Tom gave me, um, and I am uh, I'm I'm doing a a hard hitting um, journalistic journal journalism journalistic journal newspaper interview. Uh, it's not a newspaper; it's a podcast, Jeffrey. Uh, yes, you are doing an interview, and I am here to talk about the um, stories that Mr. Tom Longano has written about myself and my class. And I understand that the story that he read out today was a story called um, Mr. L I just like to say it's such an honor. 
I'm, I'm sorry. It's such an honor to be here with you, to just kind of be in your presence. And I'm just, I'm so looking forward to just picking your brain about all sorts of different things and to really, really understand, you know, so all, all the listeners on podcasts, all my fans, whew, all my fans, have fans, um, that they can really understand the real Mr. L. Like, who is the real Mr. L, you know? Like, who is he? Um, well, I began teaching uh, seven years. What's your favorite color? Uh, Sorry? What's your favorite color? I think a lot of people a lot of people out there would really want to know, like, what's your favorite color? Huh? Um I like brown, actually. I, I like darker brown and grays. That's not a very interesting color. Well, it's those are the colors I prefer. I mean Well, okay, what if we just say like blue? Like you like blue. You like blue a lot. Because blue book of stories, I mean that's a good color to like. Jeffrey, that's not really how an interview works. Okay, so Mr. L's favorite color is blue. Okay, next question. Um, what's your favorite smart? I, we are going to talk about Mr. L gets pranked. I need to talk about how this story is entirely misrepresents me in my classroom and how I would never condone such ridiculous be Okay, but like basketball, kickball, I don't know, um, tennis? You kind of strike me as a tennis guy. Jeffrey, my... <clears throat> I like football. Are you like watching football or do you like playing football? I like watching football and I used to play football a little bit when I was in college. Whoa, you played college football? Wow, so where, like Alabama, um, LSU, Notre Dame? No, I played uh, at the Division Three school that I attended and I was a walk-on. Oh, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Division Three, good? Is that like a... Like there's like one is less and then two is more and then three is the best? No, kind of the opposite. Look, I want to talk about Mr. L gets pranked and I want to set the record straight about these ridiculous stories. We're going to get at those stories, but um, to be honest, Mr. L, with all due respect, I'm leading the interview. Um, Mr. Ta asked me to do the interview and I think all the fans would really appreciate it if you would cooperate. Okay, Jeffrey, I'm cooperating. Yeah, I just really want to get to know you more. Jeffrey, I'm your teacher. I see you every single day. Yeah, but the fans don't. We got it. You know, th this microphone is a sort of mystical portal connection to millions of listeners right now. Probably tens of millions. Jeffrey, I don't think you understand how podcasts work. Oh, sure I do. You talk into this microphone and those little lights beep and then millions of people get it sent by some sort of magical radio signal straight into, you know, their earphones or their mom's speakers. I get them sent into my mom's speakers um, in our car. And we listen to it all the time, especially the ones that I'm on. And we're probably going to listen to this podcast. And I'm super, super excited. Well, that's very nice to hear, Jeffrey. But uh, I think that we should be interviewed. You know, I, I want to talk about the stories. Okay. You get one more question and then we talk about the stories. Okay. 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 One more question? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, so it has to be a good one. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. What is your favorite TV show? No, dang it. Okay. Bad Jeffrey. No, bad Jeffrey. Okay. What's your favorite subject? No, mm -mm, mm -mm. no, no, Mr. L, that wasn't my, that wasn't my question. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, do you like walks on the beach? No, no, that was dumb. That was a dumb question. Dumb question. Not my question. Not my question. 
Um, sorry, there's just there's so much pressure. <laughs> I mean, doing an interview, doing a big interview, and have millions of listeners. I just I don't know what to do. Uh, do you like rainbows? Oh, that was dumb. That was stupid. I didn't even plan that question. But do you do you like rainbows? Oh, I like rainbows. I like rainbows a lot. Jeffrey, I like rainbows. I really like rainbows. Great. That was your question. Okay. Now let's get to the interview. So I think that Mr. L gets pranked is a gross misrepresentation of the way that I run my classroom. And I would just like for everyone listening to hear that Tom Longano did not have permission to use. Okay, Mr. L, um, I'm not, I don't want to. I I don't know if you've been on a podcast before, but we tend to be a little bit more polite. I don't know. We just uh, we you know you wanna you wanna seem like you know more of a fun person so that people like you. You know like. For example, when I come on the podcast, I'm super fun. Like, I'm like, hey, what's up, Jeffrey? Hi, ha ha. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, Jeffrey's so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> stop, I am. Okay, whatever. Um, but if you come like really stern, like a lot of people, I feel like are on the podcast because they like the stories, you know? Like, well, I mean, they like the fact that I'm in the stories um, and they like other things about them, but they also like me a lot. Um, so I don't know, like maybe, maybe you can talk about things that you like about the stories to kind of, you know, I don't know, open up the door to those people. Okay, uh, I did not like the stories, Jeffrey. I think, and I'm going to make this very clear, I think that the stories encourage bad behavior. Okay, um, so you think that someone might read this, like, like read the story and then, and then do something that they shouldn't be doing? That's precisely what I think, Jeffrey, because I know that boys um, tend to imitate things that they read. And I, I am frankly concerned that the type of um, situations and stories that, that Tom Longano writes for these boys are fundamentally corruptive. Wow, those, those are big words. Okay, fun, fun, fundamentally corruptive. Um, okay, so, so I'm, I'm imagining like, an, like a volcano. That's, it's, it's, like a, it's like a fun volcano, but it's eruptive. It's like erupting. And that's not what I mean. Um, fundamentally corruptive, Jeffrey, means that the the stories from from their you know the core of the stories is something something corruptive is is something that's bad. So you start with something good and it gets corrupted, turns into it into into something bad. Okay, so before I read the blue book of stories, I was a good boy, and then after I read them, I was a bad boy. Um. Well, <laughs> that's so cool. That's awesome. No. That, 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 well, first of all, that's not really what I'm saying. But okay, so so if I read the Red Book of Stories, do I get like even more bad? You're not supposed to want to be bad, Jeffrey. Well, I want to be bad. I want to be like, who? Jeffrey's bad. Like like I walk down the street and people say like, oh, there's Jeffrey, and someone says like, oh, I'm gonna go say hi to him. And someone says, well, you should because he's really friendly, he's super nice. But watch out, he's bad. And then look at me and go like, ooh, like you know, like ooh, bad. I don't know. What you think bad means? Uh, I mean, I'm talking about like like naughty, like getting in trouble, like doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Hmm. Um. This is all really interesting, Mr. L. Um. This is a very interesting conversation. Uh. I um. I think that a lot of people are going to be wondering, what's your favorite story? What's what's my favorite story? Yeah, from the Blue Book of Stories. What's your favorite story? Uh, I can't say I have a favorite, Jeffrey. I've only skimmed the stories. I haven't read them that carefully. I was, quite frankly, disturbed by most of what I read, uh, and it was hard for me to get through. Well, have you read the Red Book of Stories? Yes, I read the Red Book of Stories. And what did you think about that? 
I did not enjoy that one either, I have to say. The presentation of the student-teacher relationships. There's a lot of, like, me and you in those stories, just, like, you know, kind of hanging out. Well, not really hanging out. Um, there's Sometimes we talk to each other. Yeah, but we're, like, like I don't know, like, we're kind of, like, friends in the stories. Like, I don't know, that's kind of that's cool. Yeah, you could say in some of the stories we're presented as friends. Do you think, like, you're my friend? You mean, like, in in real life? Yeah. Are you, are you my friend? Well... I'm your teacher. Yeah, but <laughs> also my friend. Yeah, Jeffrey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased that you consider me to be a friend, and I am happy to consider you to be a friend as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're friends. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> my teacher is my friend, and that's exciting. Um, wow, I think this interview has gone very well so far. Um, okay, so you don't have a favorite blue book, a story, story. You don't have a favorite red book, a story, story. I think that none of the stories should be read, by the way. And I'd like to talk to any parents listening right now. I'd like to speak to them, straight to them, um, and say... Well, there aren't any parents in the room right now. No, but the fact that we're talking to a microphone means I'm talking to them. No, no, you're talking to the magical podcast, which then goes to millions of people through a sort of like radio rainbow. Yes, but at the end of that radio rainbow, Jeffrey, we could say there were parents listening, correct? Like your mom listens to this all the time. Well, the ones I'm in, she listens to all the time, yeah. So I'm my voice is, is going out through the... It's riding the radio rainbow. My voice is riding the radio rainbow, and it's reaching the parents, and it is telling them this. I, as an educator of young men, worry for any young men that will hear these stories. I worry that it will inspire them and put strange ideas in their head. Like, for example, what happened in this story. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so Mr. L gets pranked. I thought the best part was when uh, Greg put sleeping pills in your drink and you're like, and you like totally fell asleep. Jeffrey, that's exactly what I'm saying was not a good thing about the story. No, no, but that was so... Oh, my gosh, that was so funny. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting in trouble. <gasps> Is Mr. L going to die? And I thought, like, maybe for a second you were going to die. But then you didn't die. So, like, that was okay. I didn't die. No. But I was... I was knocked unconscious for a, for a long period of time. And that could have been a very medically sensitive issue. I could have had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You know, I I kind of want to like I don't know I kind of want to like put some sleeping pills in other people's drinks and see what happens. Jeffrey, this is exactly what I'm saying is a bad idea. No one should be doing that. No one should be reading these stories. Unfortunately, people read these stories and they have an impression of me as a very stern and uncompromising individual. Uh, I don't know what that means. What uncompromising means? Um, but I think that you are a very. Um, I think you're a very a very nice individual, you're you're a great teacher, and you're a good friend. Thank you, Jeffrey. I have to go. I don't think this was a very good idea. Okay, so Mr. L just uh, got up and left, and now here I am with the microphone on my own. Uh, he asked me to leave the classroom, so I'm outside the classroom. I'm sitting on a picnic table. I'm looking around. I'm looking at the lights and the colors. 
uh, and I'm sending out some podcast vibes through the radio rainbow. Uh, I hope everyone realized through that interview what a awesome, awesome teacher Mr. L is. He's like the coolest teacher ever. I really like him. Um, he's so cool. And I mean, he has all these awesome stories about him too. So uh, he's such an, I, he just, he's so wise. He's so gentle. Uh, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like Mr. L. Um, and I guess he told me all that if I want to be just like him, I should get cool ideas from things and I can get cool ideas from like the stories. Um, so thank you, Mr. L. Thank you, Mr. Tom. Thank you to the podcast. Um, goodbye to the Radio Rainbow. And I hope everyone has fun, sunshine, and smiles on their Wednesday. Woo! This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon. It's also available on TomLongano.com. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends. And please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.